I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. What's going on, y'all? Clone Wars is back. Season 7, Disney Plus. Wow, yes. I'm Ryan Nielsen. Holy cow, y'all. The Bad Batch, episode one of season seven of Clone Wars. We cannot be more excited. This has been a long time coming, Rachel Goodman, and we are all here to talk about it. Let me first introduce my co-host. She is a screenwriter, an author. She's also <laughs> the host of the Outlander After Show. She is Rachel Goodman. Hey, everybody. I'm here representing my Sith lightsaber. Yes, because... I'm generally on the dark side. She's generally on the dark side, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And I am Ryan Nilsson, senior producer of Popcorn Talk and the host of Star Wars News. We're just figuring out where we're putting our weapons right now. Um, oh my gosh. It's been a long time coming. It has absolutely been a long time, and I think that both of us were noticing those graphics. A lot of cool stuff. I mean, y'all, we're going to be talking about just the fact that the Clone Wars is back. We're going to be breaking down Season 7, Episode 1, everything from the intro to Squad 99, the Bad Batch, as well as this new villain, this villain Trench, and will that be the center villain for this season involving the clones? Also, is Echo still alive? We think so. We want to know what you think. Comment down below. Again, this is the after show for the Disney Plus return of the Clone Wars. Rachel, overall thoughts. What do you think of this episode? Well, okay. So the just the level of everything, like not just the actual quality of the graphics, but the shots we were seeing, oh. it felt live action. And I... It, I just remember when this show first came on. I remember the Clone Wars movie. Right. It This is just beyond anything I ever could have imagined back when this show and movie first came around. Yeah, 12 years since that first movie. And, you know, the show has been off the air for around six years. I think, I think 2015 was actually the last, the last year. Uh, some episodes were coming out on Netflix. So five years. And wow, we were just hyped that this was coming back. Rachel and I have been re-watching the older, the previous seasons just to get caught up, as well as reading like Ahsoka Tanu books. We're doing a book club on that. So we've been really, really excited to see what the first few would be. And the first episode, we're following a whole new squad of clones with familiar faces. Um, it looks like Captain Rex, Commander Cody, and Anakin Skywalker are joined by the Bad Batch to take out this outpost uh, by the evil Separatist leader, Trench. And the introduction to this squad was everything for me. I absolutely love this. I think this is such a cool new group of characters. So the, the way they described them was Squad 99, a.k.a. the Bad Batch, are a group of clones with mutations desirable to their combat. What did you think of the squad? Well, first of all, I felt bad for all the non, like the undesirable yeah. mutated clones. I'm like, okay, I wonder what they do, do with those people. These guys, though, I was like, okay, like before we even saw them, I'm like, okay, what is up with them? Why would we have deemed them desirable? What is so special about them? I was slightly concerned that maybe they weren't um, going to play by the rules mm. and that there was going to be, you know, as we saw, a lot of um, like competition and just, you know, people getting up in each other's faces right. between this idea of regs versus the Bad Batch. Yeah. And I loved that kind 
concept because it makes sense when you're doing if you if you are you know not that we really do much with cloning now but right. like in a site in a sci-fi world where they're cloning there's bound to be genetic mutations like that so i'm glad that we're addressing it and actually seeing this really unique group of people um tech especially first thought i had was that he's the human c3po that <laughs> was is. my mind instantly i well, was like oh and that's a cool point you raised because it by by stating that they have desirable genetic modifications that means that there are a group of clones that didn't have desirable ones and they probably don't let them in combat or we don't even know what, what they or do with them kill them or kill them for all we know so i think that's really interesting that they would even have these characters involved i love the squad there's been a couple big squads in star wars i think in some video games there was inferno squad which there's also a book about there's delta squad it's been a lot of video game squads I think this is one of the more unique squads. This is very different from any of the other group of clones we've had in this show or in Star Wars in general. And they all had like a little nuance that made them different from the other, starting with Hunter, who's the leader, who we, we find out last what his big thing is, and he, his senses are heightened. Uh, he, he's he's big into stealth. He can hear people coming from a mile away. I called him Rambo. He, he did look like Rambo. <laughs> That's how I like. Aside from knowing their names, I gave them all <laughs> little nicknames just to keep everybody straight. Since we were just meeting them, Yo. and yeah, Rambo was the nickname I gave was him. Was Hunter? Yeah, yeah, he. I love that with the bandana. With the ba- oh, and everything, the scar. Yeah, uh, we also had Crosshair, who's he's he's a he's a sniper. I'm um, a good shot. And he has a little bit of a weird haircut we were commenting on, just like white hair and everything, as well as Wrecker, who just consistently yells, yeah, that's his thing, yeah, but yeah. he's huge, like a jacked, almost like a football player in a way, like he's just, his size is bigger than any of the other clones we've met. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting too, because when we had that scene where they're getting shot down, we all, like, we don't, at this point, we didn't really know them, we didn't know how they were going to handle this idea of Cody being under the ship. Right, Commander Cody gets hurt. And and Crosshair even says, oh, he's not there, he's not doing this to save him, he's doing this to save the equipment. Right, he's moving the ship. Yeah, but then he does, (laughs) Wrecker does the right thing, and it's from that moment, it's like, okay, yeah, like, these people, like, they obviously have issues with the regs for Probably very like substantial reasons, yeah. but uh, the idea that Heat Wrecker would go in and do the right thing speaks volumes about who they are as people. Entirely, and it's interesting to to see the differences between the Bad Batch and the regular or not so regular high up clones, because you have two of the top ranking clones with Captain Rex and Commander Cody on this mission, and just how the these the Bad Batch interacts with these regs, even though they're captains and commanders. Really cool. You know, we got a, a tiny glimpse of Anakin up top, just saying like, yeah, "Have a good mission," <laughs> and they're like, "We will, sir." We're with these new group of people. I just thought it was awesome. You really got a sense of that squad when they take the the door from the ship and they go head on where captain rex at first was like let's hang back let's shoot him from afar like that's not our style we're gonna go right in guns blazing and it worked out yeah and it's just that those unspoken rules between being a reg and being uh you know this 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 team they almost they almost remind me of um, I I don't know any kind of like um not the not the untouchables I'm not thinking about them but like just you know any kind of unwanted group that actually right. is much more powerful. I feel like the dirty dozen. <laughs> yeah, or... that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. dirty dozen. It's fun. I, I think that's just a new. It's a cool element that I think 
other squads or groups of soldiers in Star Wars, they've teased that idea. Like, oh, this squad's a little different from the others. But this was all out, like, from the jump. Oh, they're, they're, they're genetically modified. Like, they, they have mutations. They are different from everyone else and in good ways and bad. Um, I think some of them can be a little reckless, and that might get in the way a few episodes deeper. I think we're going to be with these this squad for a little bit, maybe like two or three more episodes. But um, it's interesting to see what, what their, their obstacle is. And the big villain right now is the Separatist Trench, who looks like a spider. He's got eight little eyes, too big here. Uh, interesting villain, and they're taking out all of his outposts and trying to get there, and they get a signal from what's the number it was ct1409 echo yeah I, that was so powerful the way they did that because you don't know if it really is echo or a trick um there's this whole thing with the algorithm and trying to you know replicate it so that they know what their what what their predicted next move is so they right. can kind of fight against it i i loved that plot line um i also found it interesting that trench um, you know, it, it obviously it always varies with the villains, but with him, he almost looked like a mutated version of himself. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, that kind of fits in with the theme right now. And because um, he had like the one eye looked like it was a different part from the right side of his right. face. So it just, yeah, it was interesting. Um, and also that it's that they would, that the, um, you know. Squad? That well, no, the like separatist? that Rex wouldn't even um, be able to discern that mm. everything they're doing, even going to Skakno Minor, would be go would be following exactly the plan of what the algorithm is suggesting. And that's the big thing. We actually should have probably mentioned that up top. The whole reason they're bringing in the Bad Batch is because they're, the past few attempts to take this this citadel, this area. They've been thwarted because the droids are so familiar with the clones' routines and battle strategies, which also clues in maybe they have a clone held hostage like Echo. Yeah. And maybe they're getting all those routines and that information from him. Um, so that's why you got to bring in this, this kind of out-of-the-ordinary bad batch of clones to now try and take that Citadel using unfamiliar tactics to, uh, to the droid military. Which is a really cool setup. Like that's, I just love how we're being thrown right back into the Clone War in these first episodes. Yeah, and then they mentioned the Annexes and this idea that the only way to beat an algorithm is by using mutated clones. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise they, you know, maybe this is the group that's going to go against the grain and do something that no droid would be able to predict. Totally. Yeah. I completely agree. And it's so far working. So they, we know that they have a connection and we know that they, they spoke with Echo at the end of the episode. Like, that was him. We know that was him. And now that that's going to be the plan moving forward. Um, do you think Echo's alive? I... Don't think it's going to be that simple. Okay. Um, I, I'm worried that he's not. I'm worried that they it's a manipulation because Trench recognizes that he recognizes Rex's next move, which will be to go after a friend like right. that, who, you know, obviously uh, he feels a level of guilt toward after everything with the Citadel. So I feel like it's not going to be black or white. I think that he, I'm not sure, to be honest, if he is alive, but I don't think it's going to be the echo that we remember. We know that they're on to something because yeah. of Trench's reaction to, yeah, they didn't take anything or maintain uh, control over the Citadel, but they did have a live connection with someone. And his reaction to, oh, they they spoke with someone or they, they connected with someone virtually, 
that reaction he had was very concerned. So that means they're on to something that they don't want him to be on to. And I think what Tech kind of realized, too, when he plugged in the chip was that it wasn't so much that they had an algorithm to figure out what the crew was going to do next, but because they may potentially have an actual clone with them, they're able to gauge from him Mm. what another clone would do. Right. Because they are all, you know, made from, they are all the same, technically speaking. They are, exactly. (laughs) I mean, overall, what an awesome episode. Uh, I'm just happy we're we're thrown right back into this war and everything. I want to take a moment and just actually talk about the animation style. Um, We were both kind of, our jaws were dropped by just the improvement of animation. It looks pretty similar to the other seasons. Like, I'm not saying it was a vast improvement. However, the camera work is one thing that's been really interesting. We were commenting on the entire time. Because I think with animation, the benefit is you're not restricted to a camera. You can do a little bit more with animation than you can in camera. However, the trick is when you make your animation look like it's being shot with a camera, it's just so much more immersive. And there were scenes, there were battle scenes, uh, little fights that the camera's just moving in and out slowly. You don't get that in other seasons of The Clone Wars. It. So my thing is that it still fits the flavor of all the other Clone Wars seasons. Yeah. Absolutely. Going back to the movie, I feel like I am watching Clone Wars. But the difference now is that it's in the fine details. Even watching an explosion, mm. you see fine little like pieces of debris right. going everywhere. And I feel like we didn't get that before, not to that high definition level. Um, so that to me was astounding. Also, just seeing, um, like you were saying, the shots, oh. it felt like we were watching a live gorgeous. action a live action film right. with the way that they were like I felt like there was actually a cameraman it didn't take me out of the story but I felt like there was actually a cameraman kind of following along and tracking this totally agree I mean it, just a beautiful animation it looks great I'm glad that there is a bit of an improvement you can see the Disney plus money hitting the season of the show I just love the little idiosyncrasies the nuances throughout the entire episode even the opening shot just zooming in on that that carrier and just their home base and going by all the clone equipment and vehicles. Like, what a shot. You don't get that in other seasons, really. Or, and they're few and far between. I'm not saying that the other animation wasn't great, but it's just like, wow, the, they really stood out in certain episodes. I feel like this entire episode stood out. And it's hard because, you know, when the show first came out 12 years ago, it was amazing for its time. So, And it was still, like, if you go back... Um, and, and rewatch it, it still looks incredible, just not on the level of what they're capable of doing in 2020. Oh, completely. Yeah. I'm hyped about this. Um, I think we should go on to just a few predictions moving forward. Um, so, Rachel Goodman, After Buzz TV, TV prediction. prediction. <laughs> what is your prediction for the rest of the season right now? Oh, man, for the rest of the season. Maybe in related to Squad 99 and these clones. Um, oh, so, so you had mentioned that you thought maybe they would only be around for a couple of episodes and that was it um, right. for ba- for you know the bad batch i think we are going to see them for a little bit longer um i feel like that's why we're starting with them oh yeah i also feel like um i keep waiting for ahsoka's mention because we know from our book club that this is going to happen at some point where she comes back into the picture so i keep waiting for some kind of hint and i feel like the connection to ahsoka is probably so you think they're going to have something to do with bringing us 
Ahsoka. I think so because she would just from what we've read Mm. from the book too by E.K. Johnston. In case anybody wants to go out and read it, check it out. Um, yeah, you should. It's really good. But just from what we've read, I feel like she does. She'll always have that connection with Rex. But I feel like she was very much on the outskirts of things, and Mm. so being becoming involved with um you know the bad batch uh that sounds more reasonable especially with what we saw with her leaving at you know at the end of her time on clone war clone, clone wars, wars yeah. yeah yeah i i'm predicting i definitely think rex is gonna have something to do with bringing ahsoka back just because we knew they had that that tight relationship in t- in terms of the bad batch you know i actually don't think we're gonna see a lot of them uh, moving forward i think they're gonna take the majority of the story for the next couple of episodes. The thing with the Clone Wars is, that, and they do this really well, they have a pattern of stories that might last three to four episodes, and they're almost like a movie altogether. I think even the Clone Wars movie in 2008 was just supposed to be four or five episode arc, and they were like, let's just make that a movie, which I don't know, I think was the best idea. But uh, I, I, I think they're going to last for maybe like three or four episodes, and then we're not going to see them again. And if we do, it might just be a pop-up towards the end of the season. I think the majority of the season is going to be centered around Captain Rex um, and just the, the characters we're familiar with. I'm talking Anakin. I'm talking Yoda, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan. Um, I think right now we're getting, this is just a nice little, little tea, a little refresher, a little appetizer, if you will, to get back into the Clone Wars. And that's, I think, all we needed. And that's what I'm most interested for is what happens with Anakin. Right. Because yeah, like and I just rewatched the prequel movies recently. There it there's too much of a jump between, you know, episode there is two a jump. and three. But and do you think that they're they're a little handicapped though? I think they're a little handicapped with what they can do with him this season because we know what's happening right around the corner. I mean, do you think they can do more? Um, I think from watching the trailer, it seems like they're going to do more. Yeah. I hope so, because, uh, yeah, I, I want more. I want to know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's things. I'm like, they don't have to give us so much that, you know, obviously right. they want to stay within what we already know. But I feel like they can show us certain things that explain why at the very end Anakin is really triggered and goes over the deep end. We'll have to see. So, y'all, please keep tuning into our Star Wars Clone Wars after show. We're so excited Season 7 is back, and we're going to be here every week when another episode releases. Rachel, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Rach Goodman, or on Instagram, on my author Instagram account, at Rachel Radner Author, or also at Rach Goodman. Uh, also, today, uh, not today, actually, on Sundays, you can catch me on the Outlander after show uh, for Season 5. Terrific. Love Outlander. Uh, You can follow me at Ryan Nilsen underscore on Instagram. That's N-I-L-S-E-N and at Ryan Nilsen on Twitter. And Popcorn Talk Network, Thursdays, 4 p.m. We're doing Star Wars news with Steph Sabra. Check us out there. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 